Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers young creators and entrepreneurs to learn, create, and become. I'm your host, Lee Zen. Today, it is wonderful to have Ricky Dong, a young Minecraft instructor for coding at Bay Coding Club based in California. It's my friend Ruby Sun who is the founder of Bay Coding Club and she recommended Ricky to me since Ricky actually teaches at the coding club as a young instructor. So Ricky is an 8th grade student who is going to high school this coming school year and he's based in Fremont, California and he's currently enrolled in Uh, honors English, honors science, and accelerated math as he strives to maintain his academic excellence. He received certificates on a couple of programming languages like Java, Python, HTML, CSS, and he also started to using Java to build and develop mini games. Ricky participated in First Technology Challenge. He has a big passion in Minecraft, and he's also very determined to turn that into a fun and educational platform to his friends. Hello, Ricky. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for having me here. Definitely. So welcome to our show. I'm very excited that you can be here to chat about your experience learning how to code and at the same time teaching kids how to code. So first of all, maybe let, uh, let's let learn a little more about you. How old are you and what school do you go to? Sure. I'm Ricky and I'm 14 years old. I'm in eighth grade at Thornton Junior High School. That is in Fremont in California. I'm going to ninth grade next year, next school year at American High School. Actually, I was born in Beijing and I lived there for about one year and then moved to Shanghai for eight years. I then came to United States uh, when I was nine years old. So far, yeah, so far I lived in Silicon Valley for five years, and time flies pretty fast. So like sometimes I think I'm old. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I was about to ask like if you actually was born in California. So you actually grown up in China. Yeah. And so your Mandarin must be really good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely, because I grown up um, in a different place for nine years before I moved to another city as well. So I knew what is you know like um, actually staying in one place for more than nine years. So you probably got all the culture and also language traits you know from that place. That is great. Um, so now tell us a little more about your family and what does your um what what do your parents do and do you have any siblings? Yes, I have two awesome parents and. I've a naughty but very lovely six-year-old sister. Yeah, since we came to United States, I've been playing catch-up game to ramp up my English on reading, writing, and speaking. I've also been trying to understand how things work here at schools 
and on the internet so I can make myself to be more accepted and liked by friends and teachers. And how to become a top student at school.、Uh, my dad has many years of business and technology leadership experiences in IT industry.、Uh, he worked for companies like Microsoft, Cisco, and IDC, both in China and United States. He started as a coding engineer, then moved on to business roles. My mom is、uh, totally different from my dad. She's a top notch teacher. In the fields of acting, performance, of voice and speech, yeah, she used to teach, yeah, she used to teach and train stars at Shanghai Theater Academy, and before that, she was a TV host on China's CCTV. Oh wow, that's very impressive. It's a very hard like channel to get into CCTV. Yeah, people yeah. are, yeah, like like striving to get into the best platform for. You know, like the entertainment and also the talk, you know, show industry definitely. Yeah, yeah, she has a lot of interviews like this, this one, but yeah, a lot of them. Definitely got it. Yeah. Wow. So your dad and your mom actually、um, does very different things. Yeah, and I'm、mm-hmm. sure that's probably like like influence. You know, like can possibly influence like who you wanted to become. So we'll talk a little more about that too. Okay. So as I mentioned, Robbie、mm-hmm. Sun, who funded the Bay Coding Club. She recommended you, right, to me.、Um, since you started teaching kids how to code at her company, so how did Robbie find out about you as a young instructor? I actually found out about the company through an email with a Bay Coding Club advertisement poster my dad sent me, and it said it was hiring Minecraft teachers that are professional at Minecraft and also good at coding. I was interested because I love Minecraft and I'm pretty good at J- Java and Python, and I would say I'm pretty good at interacting with little kids. And also, I looked through Bay Coding Club's website and I felt that they're a very attractive company, and they offer great things for kids to learn. So I thought teaching Minecraft to kids might be very interesting, and、uh, apparently it is, and I very enjoying it. Yeah, we'll definitely talk a little more about your teaching experience. At、um, the、yeah. Bay Coding Club, and it's interesting that they hire teachers, but then they didn't really limit the age, right? So they allow anyone, like even at a younger age as you, fourteen years old, to teach、um, kids. And I think that's the best example, right? Like because kids look up to older kids who is just a little older than them instead of adult because they can relate more, right, to their similar、yeah. age. Yeah. So that's great.、Um, So Ricky, as、um, we are all in this quarantine, and what does the regular day look like for you? Because I know it's very different for everybody now. Yeah, it's it's been a bit boring quarantine, of course, but I think I spent my days pretty well. Because there's no school, I got plenty of online classes. I mean, like、uh, four to five one hour online classes each day. Yeah, I've been pretty busy. Uh, but they're only on weekdays, which is good. But yeah, they're very worthy classes because during quarantine, I learned many new、uh, things about how society worked, how money worked, and also improved on my math and science skills, which、uh, yeah, I need to practice on. So I also received a lot of homework from my dad and my school. Yeah, but they're nothing really compared to my、uh, online classes, though. I also met with Bay Coding Club, of course, and then I became a Minecraft teacher there. I host club event every Friday and also a Minecraft、uh, official class every Saturday.
that's great. So definitely, let's talk a little more about coding, since this is the major topic we are going to cover, and also. Um, you have you know like studied、um, before, and now you are teaching. So when was the first time you started learn how to code? And is it your dad who taught you in the beginning? Um, actually, about three years ago,、uh, I was a super immature kid who was addicted to playing Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft is fun, but I was going way over the limit. Yeah, that was when my dad showed up and started fixing my behavior by telling me about code. And、I、found some coding lessons on the internet, and when I heard that code was the thing that created games like Minecraft, I got very excited because I want to learn code so I can make super fun games on Minecraft in the future as well. So yeah, first I learned lessons of how to make Minecraft mods with coding Java, and I also learned Java with a teacher from Princeton. And after these lessons, I started creating my own mod called a Future Mod. Yeah, it had、uh, cool futuristic weapons, armor, and cool monsters and stuff. Yeah, I really like it. And then my dad found a very nice self-learning code website. It's called Solar.com, and that's where I got、uh, certificates of completing Java,、uh, Python, HTML, and、uh, yeah, it, it was very interesting, and I learned a lot from it. And finally, I reached present day, and I started learning C language and C plus plus now. On varsity tutors, which I think is very interesting as well. My dad also taught me a few things about how computers work and、uh, how binary works, and I think that's very interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. So first, I would love to get the links that you mentioned. Can you spell out the website? Is it solo dot com? That、uh, is solo learn dot com. S O L O L O okay yeah, learn dot com, com. yep okay solo learn dot com okay so just you know like、uh, some of the resources and links that it's possible that our listeners may wanted to have that you know like to access that so I will link that in one of the blog posts related to this、um, coding series that I'm going to send out yeah okay so okay. that they can access that potentially in the future right so it's very interesting seeing you as a Like an addictive to code, you know, like Minecraft, like a game、um, as a boy, and then now you actually, like your dad took advantage of what you know about gaming and turned that into a、um, like a passion for learning how to code, right? So、yeah. instead of like the player that you became, you wanted to be the creator behind the game so that you learn all the coding and stuff, so that you can potentially in the future create your own games for. Other、yeah. kids, you know, for other people, and I think that idea alone is very, very cool. And do you still spend a lot of time playing Minecraft, or do you spend more time coding and actually creating your own games now? Uh, right now, uh, uh I haven't actually um, uh, started creating my own game yet. But I think uh, later on, uh, I, I will、uh-huh. start creating my own games, like uh, start getting into uh some coding environments, like. Unity start using Unity and Unreal Engine to actually start、uh, coding and creating my own games. Yeah, got it. Yeah, and you say the courses that you have access to online, they are、um, based on certificates. So basically, when you finish a certain, like、um, say phase, they give you a certificate that you know what. Oh、uh, yeah, like, a course. 
you know, what kind of phase you are at or what level you are at in terms of that coding language. Yeah, yeah, it's like a course, and each course, once you finish it, you you receive a certificate from it. Okay, so tell me about besides that drive and the motivation of knowing what is going on behind the games, which you know were created by codes. How、um, did you find coding or learning how to code like interesting or fun? Like, is that something that you actually found in the beginning, or or actually take time for you to like really realize it is a cool thing、um, for you to learn because you can actually use it to create. Uh, well, coding they get some a little bit un- interesting and complex for me sometimes,、uh, because sometimes I get very confused of what to do, or I can't figure out what's causing the problem or what's wrong with it, and what actually make the program not work. And、uh, yeah, I think that's the reason.、Um, also, also many other kids don't、uh, are are not interested, but.、Uh, The reason I'm interested interested in、um, is that yeah, once I learn from a mistake and fix a problem, it's actually pretty fun, and I practice my logic skills, of course, and、uh, yeah, I practice my logic skills, and also my brain makes me smarter, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But、um, so- yeah, and also some coding、uh, some coding webs websites and though some coding websites used before are not just educational; they're also fun. And yeah,、mm-hmm. that applies to a lot of other kids because、uh, to to some other kids, fun is more important than education. I think,、mm-hmm. and if it's just、yeah. for learning, then、uh, they will hate it. Yeah, it has to involve other things like、uh, show off their skills and laughs and excitements and stuff. Got it. So that's how you learn how to code as well, right? It's not just purely、yeah. based on the theory or just knowing the basics. You have to kind of involve. In the game, they created for you to learn code too, right? Yeah. Okay, so I guess you started around eleven years old, right? Because you say three years ago, and yeah, about about yeah. that time, yeah. So、mm-hmm. I guess that there are a lot of like kids out there, maybe were thinking, or their parents、yeah. were thinking about learning how to code, and if you were to tell a like younger audience and let them know. What exactly is coding, and how would you define coding, like to them, so that they understand? Oh, I think it's cool. I wanted to learn it too. Okay, so okay. how would you define it? So I will say that coding is like learning a whole different weird language, but this kind of language is used in devices you use every day, like your computer, your iPad, all your video games as well. Uh, there are all kinds of different languages like Python, Java, HTML, and many more, and they're all pretty similar because they're mostly overall has the same programming format, both different functions. And the main differences in them is、uh, where they are used for. For example, HTML is used for creating websites. Java is used for creating computer softwares, and Python is used for computer scientific data. And there are many other languages that create the same thing as like Java and Python, those languages. But they have, yeah, they have different functions and ways of programming. Of course, so it's your choice to choose、uh, which programming language you want to learn.、Mm, got it. Yeah. And when you say language, it's very easy for all of us to think about like 
It's like learning a different language, right? You already speak two different languages, yeah. And the way how we learn and practice the language is to keep listening to other people what they said, right? And then you re like you rephrase your own word and then you speak it out. So it's the same thing for learning a web kind of language, you know, like coding language as well, right? You have to learn the theory. You have to learn how it works, and then you use that language to build your own system and then to communicate to the computer、yeah. and what you want a computer to do, right? So yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. It is a type of language, but it's just yeah, not I, through、mm. speaking. <laughs> it's through typing, you know, like、um, Keyboard, like communicating with your computer. Okay, that's great.、Um, wonderful definition, and I hope、um, a lot more kids out there can, you know, be interested, start to be interested in learning another language besides like this, you know, regular communicating kind of language we learn. So now let's talk a little bit about Minecraft because this is some thing that you are really passionate about, right? So. Um, since this brought us to to the、uh, Minecraft, tell us first what is Minecraft. Okay, so Minecraft is like super popular、uh, and fun video game that contains all blocks and cubes, even weapons, armors,、uh, food, and items are made out of small squares. You can basically do anything in Minecraft with hundreds of unique blocks and other features like entities, potions, and most importantly, redstone. Which is basically electricity in Minecraft that can teach you about logic.、Uh, there are two ways you can play Minecraft: is survival and creative. In creative, you can do actually at anything you want. You can fly around. You can build whatever you want. And with your creativity, you can、uh, yeah. There's、uh, there's unlimited possibilities in、uh, creative. You can even you can even make commands and make the、uh, do world settings and stuff. But in survival is kind of different because in survival you have to try to survive, and if you want to obtain blocks, it's not as easy as creative. Because in creative you can just get blocks、uh, whenever you want, but in survival you have to try to obtain them、uh, through like challenges and stuff. And you also have to survive, eat food, and kill uh, kill uh, zombies and stuff.、Uh, yeah, in order to stay healthy. And you can build whatever you can still build whatever you want, but just a bit more harder and a bit more complicated. And you cannot fly, which is kind of sad.、Uh, you cannot fly around. Yeah, it's much more harder、uh, to build in、uh, survival. Got it. Yeah. So I've definitely seen people、um, playing Minecraft before, and、uh, it's it's like fun for people who wanted to solve a specific problem, right? For example, you wanted to survive and at night you wanted to build like a shelter for yourself to hide、yeah. in so that no animals or wilds animals will come in and eat you and stuff like that, right? To avoid,、um, yeah, like. The the、um, basically avoid whatever will harm you and then protect yourself from、um, yeah survive surviving、um, in the wild.、Um, and you you actually started to teach kids about Minecraft、um, through your own project called Lit Litcraft. So what is、yeah. Litcraft? Tell us a little more. Okay, so originally. I started Litcraft so I could play with my friends and at my school in a server. Currently, there are about twenty people who play on server, and they enjoy it a lot.、Uh, we started to build a lot of cool structures inside the server and create a lot of、uh, 
cool redstone contraptions and stuff, and we also hosted some events and mini games. But after a while, uh, after my friends built their bases and some redstone stuff, I realized that they aren't that good. They aren't that skilled at those Minecraft skills, and they need some improvement. So uh, I started hosting a class every week before, and teaching them about building a redstone and better coding. And some, a lot of them actually joined the class, and yeah, they really liked it. And in order to uh, pay for the cloud hosted server. I needed money, so I started with the idea to form a business plan, which included a, my vision, my strategy, and my project goals. So my vision is uh, to make it fun and educational. Uh, we learn knowledge, improve skills, build friendship, uh, grow together, turning our Minecraft passion into value. Uh, my strategy for this one is crowdsource innovative uh, ideas, plan project outline, determine roles and responsibilities, uh, finalize server features, build storyline, establish game rules, kick in educational challenges, uh, and enforce a rewarding system, and maintain healthy and collaboration outreach. And for my uh, project goals, uh, everyone has fun, everyone learns, everyone likes a learning experience, of course. No disrespect and foul language, and we leave no behind. And I promoted my business plan to school kids during lunch hours, uh, and Google Hangouts uh, as well. I collected lots of good feedback and suggestions, and someone donated the needed money to the server. And uh, yeah, and then I started opening a server, and uh, and ongoing fees uh, got paid. And of course, the people who paid for for the server got extra benefits in the in the graph as well. So basically, you say you turned the lit craft into a business that you actually wanted to use that to serve kids, right? Yeah. Basically, you wanted to charge the player who are going to be playing lit craft. Is that right? But yeah, but uh, it, it, it's for the server to actually uh stand uh the money's for the server to actually hold up hold it hold it up. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, it's understandable that um you wanted to have people subscribe to your games like to pay you so that you can use that for the business expenses as well yeah um i still wanted to understand a little more like what is the difference between lit craft and minecraft if there are any dif difference or relations yeah, okay so litcraft is part of minecraft we actually uh the litcraft server is hosted on minecraft yeah we actually play uh, uh play on litcraft server which is on minecraft yeah and Basically, everything in Lickcraft is in Minecraft, yeah. But yeah, we're playing survival in that world. Yeah, so yeah, teach the students as well. Got it. And then what is the difference if it is on Minecraft? Why can't people just play Minecraft? <laughs> uh, if you're on a regular Minecraft single-player world, yeah, you can just play by yourself and you can have fun, have stuff. But inside the server, it's much more different. Inside the server, we actually host like shops and stuff, which is much more different than single player where we host shops and other people buy 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 stuff. We hold events. We hold we host um yeah events and also classes of course for the students. And we also build super mega bases. We use teamwork to build uh mega structures. And uh yeah, we 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 help each other on our redstone contraptions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's much more fun than just a single player world. Got it. So, is it currently for Minecraft? You can only play by yourself. Uh, you, you can play both, but 
Uh, you have to make a server, which uh, mostly most of the time costs money uh, for a multiplayer, but a single player is all, is all free. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so that's why you created、uh, a server where you can host different players, right? So that you guys can play together in this,、um, yeah, Lidcraft. And how many people can be involved in playing、uh, Lidcraft? And there are currently twenty people inside the server. Twenty people. Is that the max、yeah. you can host? Uh, there can be more, but right now we don't have twenty, and、uh, it's actually constantly growing. I think, yeah. Now let's dive into a little bit into the the teaching part of of you teaching Minecraft and also teaching codes,、uh, how to codes to kids at the Bay Coding Club. Okay, so what does teaching code mean to you at this age, where you're only fourteen, and、uh, yeah, you you actually have just started like learning how to code three years ago too. Yeah, what does that mean to you? Okay, for me,、uh, teaching code to other people is using what I've learned and the concept from coding, like Java, Python, and giving these information、uh, out to the students. But I think coding does need prerequisites for students to learn before they start coding. For example, I think students need to learn Minecraft, Redstone, before coding. All those kind of complex as well for beginners. It practices a lot of skills, problem solving skills. And many functions that are super similar to coding, and it would definitely benefit.、Uh, yeah, it'll definitely be helpful to students before they learn code. And I also really enjoy、um, teaching students because both the students and I can have a lot of fun, and I really、uh, enjoy watching students improve、uh, while I teach them and become better at coding Minecraft, just like how I taught、uh, my friends in Minecraft. What other age groups do you teach? Um. So for about the smallest、uh, students are about six years old, and I help them a lot. They have a lot if they have problems. I I help them a lot, and the oldest ones are probably thirteen or twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Who's only like a year or two、yeah. younger than、mm-hmm. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah everyone respects each other. So yeah, definitely. They they can't yeah they they can't be older、yeah. than you right like because um. Yeah, or maybe they can. Yeah, you know, if they are not,、uh, if they have never played、uh, Minecraft or they ha- they haven't learned about how to code、um, before. Yeah, it's very possible.、Uh, so, w- what are the parts you enjoy teaching kids how to code? So, because n- not a lot of students at your age, you know, like started to teach and. And yeah, what are the parts that you actually enjoy being as a teacher? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the kids having fun and I'm, I, me having fun as well because when I teach kids, uh, they have fun and I have fun. Yeah, we can uh, we can do a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are just playing around and、uh, experiment code. They becoming better. Yeah, it, ma- it makes you pretty happy. And are there any kids who think it's not fun, <laughs> or they were like, "Oh my gosh, my mom, my dad,、uh, just." Put me here. I don't want to learn these, but and then you can turn that into like a fun, you know, like game or perspective for them.、Uh, I hope not.、Uh, I don't really think so. No, no. So they have to come with like the understanding that this is something fun and interesting to begin with, with their like discover with their own passion, right?、Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. But have you came across anyone like around you as friends? You know, like. Uh, just anyone think like, oh my gosh, I think 
coding is too hard. I don't want to learn that, and it's not fun. Uh, not really. Uh, so from my teaching experience, yeah, they already enjoy playing coding. Yeah, they play a lot of coding in that world, and they're uh, yeah, they ask me a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, I think they really like it. Got it. So, do you, are you mainly teaching Minecraft, or do you teach other coding languages too? Uh, yeah, I teach Minecraft, and also uh, I teach uh Python and JavaScript and uh, Code Builder in uh, Minecraft as well. Got it. Okay, let's talk a little more in detail. Like, what are um the languages is about? You know, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Python. And if you were to explain like this four specific language, like to uh, a group of kids, what would you say? Okay, so uh, I'll say HTML and CSS are uh, kind of like the same. They're both uh, used for websites. Uh, Java is used for creating softwares and video games, and uh, uh, Python is uh, used for computers and scientific data. Yeah, and all th all these languages are super are all the same importance, and they're uh yeah, but the differences in them are just what they're used for, and also they have lost functions, uh, different functions and different uh ways of programming them, but overall they're uh, pretty similar because they all ha have the same uh programming uh format, the overall program format they're pretty similar. Uh yeah, and there are also a lot of other uh programming languages like C plus plus. And uh, C language, and they're used for uh, kind, of, kind of like the same as many ethos, uh, Java and Python. Yeah, they're very similar, but yeah, they're they have a uh, different ways of programming them. Yeah, I I think um yeah describing like this, I think we understand it from a high level perspective, right? Oh, this is for web, this for software, and the other is for gaming and stuff. But can you give us a very specific example? Of how, like, say HTML controls certain elements in what way, and how do you code it so that people can get a very specific uh, understanding? Um, for HTML, uh, HTML uses a lot of uh, so yeah. This is another un unsimilarity between the different difference between like those languages. Like HTML uses a lot of. Uh, Bigger or equal sign, I would say, is, is like uh, the arrow, the bigger equal sign. Yeah, but um, Java uses the brackets, and it's same as Python. But um, Py at, but Java and Python has a lot of difference, like like words, uh, the variables to use inside the uh, code. Like Python uses public void and it's just uh, arc string, and then uh, no, I mean Java. Yeah, Java uses a uh, public void. And arc string and, and those things and system dot print in and uh and if and if then statements of course and uh, Python uses uh yeah Python also uses string but uh also it has like a different way of starting code like def and then use brackets yeah th yeah that's kind of that's kind of it and yeah they're pretty similar yeah they have kind of same format but a lot of different variables. So for those young listeners who are out there, like if you were to understand these languages, if you go to like anything that you see on your iPad, right, or on your computer, or just on the games that you're playing, they are all built with these coding languages and the way how they were controlled, like, you know, to move around the screen or to have certain results if you do this, if you do that, and just to see how 
like a paragraph, an image is presented in front of you on the web, right? They are all controlled specifically by, like, say, um, in HTML, like you have paragraphs, you know, like you have size control, you have color control for everything. So, so very tiny little details were controlled by this little coding languages, yeah, like which is behind the scene. And I think it, which is you know really really cool if you understand what is going on. Um, like seeing what is in front of you and knowing what is behind that, behind the wall, right? So it's it's very, really nice, yeah, to understand that part if you actually learn these basic languages, yeah. So, um, Ricky, what do you plan to learn next in terms of coding languages, yeah, what, based on what you know now? Okay, so I just started learning uh, C language and C++, and I think it's very interesting. But perhaps I should uh, create something to apply what I learned. Like perhaps, uh, yeah, what like what I said, uh, going to a professional gaming environment, such as such as Unity and uh, Unreal Engine, and do some coding and create a new game. Yeah, that's cool. That's great that you have a plan for the next project or the next language you wanted to learn. All right, so. I know your dad in this process probably helped you a lot because he has this background, you know, like in um, coding or be being like a developer. And how did he help you? And what part do you think that in the process that how he helped you, can you cannot live without, like you cannot do it on your own? Okay, uh, my dad helped me a lot in this process and they helped me understand how Microsoft Office 365 worked how a Minecraft education platform, cloud platform worked, and how Zoom worked. Uh, they helped me, uh, he, he helped me manage the accounts for each Minecraft student and club member, which there are more than 70. Uh, the administration of the platform was very confusing to me first, and because of my dad, uh, he helped me figure out at last. And uh, the administration part is very, the, the administration part is very important because if it's not managed well, some of the Bay Coding uh, Bay Coding Club members uh, would not enter the club or the class smoothly. So I really appreciate his help on this. But I, what I think is most important things he taught me uh, are how to understand things, to do online research, like uh, use Google, use YouTube, and sometimes use Bing, but I like to use Google more. Uh, how do you get organized? Uh, my entire family, except my sister, has Outlook, and I use Outlook to organize my schedule. Uh, to think critically. So my dad asked me a lot of questions, of course, especially uh, he he makes sure I understand the true purpose uh, behind any observations. He also asks. Uh, he also requires um, me to have a response to his question. Uh, of about one to three minutes to structure my response to yeah each question, um and uh, how to prevent myself in front of uh, not how to present myself in front of other people. Uh, I, I remember um, my first time getting on stage. I was six years old. Uh yeah, there's a lot of people out there sitting on uh, sitting uh there. Yeah, it. Uh, I thought it was quite scary, but actually it it wasn't. It wasn't really that scary to me. So you have gone through that experience and now thinking back, it's not that scary anymore. Yeah. And I think like the fact that you are actually teaching to younger kids, 
like explaining all your thoughts, ideas, and your skill set to them at this age, I think it's already demonstrating that you know you have this presentation skills and you have this、uh, good heart, you know, great will to actually make a little difference in the little kid's life. And I think yeah, starting at this age is very、um, inspirational, right? It's very、uh, in- encouraging, yeah, for for other kids to hear this. So that's great.、Um, So, last two questions before we wrap up everything.、Um, if other kids and parents want to learn、uh, how to close, first, what do you want to say to them? Second, can you recommend us any resources like related to books, websites, or things that you have done, used, you know, like previously,、uh, so that they can go check it out as well? Okay, so I'll say that.、Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll say that.、Uh, yeah, in the future,、uh, if you want to learn code,、uh, yeah, you you you'll become a super good coder in the future, of course. And but I recommend、uh, you guys who wants to learn code to play around with Scratch and R code first for those beginners. I tried them before, and they're very fun websites that teaches you block、uh, block coding and and R code. There are also different coding themes like Star Wars and their Frozen、uh, theme coding sessions. If you already knew about coding,、uh, you want to try something harder. You can、uh, start using SoloLearn.com, which teaches you all kinds of programming languages like HTML, Java, Python, JavaScript, and even more. Yeah, that's what I use, of course. And if you want to have a hands-on learning experience, I highly recommend Bay Coding Club. They offer many interesting coding classes. For example, I'm right now I'm teaching Minecraft controls, Redstone, and coding. There to help kids understand logic and coding concepts. I also help、uh, some kids who are addicted、uh, to the game to know better how to shift their Minecraft passion for something better for the future. And if you are a more advanced coder,、uh, you can start.、Uh, you can try start making your own Minecraft mods.、Uh, there are all kinds of Minecraft mod makers out there. I there are like MC Creator, the one I use. On internet, and all of them、uh, involves coding Java, of course.、Uh, so I think、uh, that will be a great challenge for advanced coders. And in the future, I'll work with Bay Coding Club、uh, to open more such classes, and we'll keep you posted. Thanks so much, Ricky. I know that Bay Coding Club sounds like it's just like a company that is based in the Bay Area, right? Because it's Bay Coding Club. And previously, they do they have a lot of offline classes to local students. Are based in California area, but due to this quarantine, they actually open up a lot of online courses. Yeah, so if you guys wanted to learn more, just simply go to baycodingclub.com, and you will find a lot of classes that offer online, and that you will be able to choose the ones that you like. Yeah, I definitely have taken away several very important things from you, Ricky, and also from your parents, your your dad, especially Chris. Yeah, and I wanted to share that with um, you know, all the parents. Out there, first,、um, it's definitely. I think as a parent, if your kid is very attracted to games, like you know, addicted to playing games, there's a way that you can turn that around to, yeah, to be an interest that you know, like maybe. You are interested in playing this game. Are you interested in creating this kind of games? You know, like that is the way how turning their interest into coding can work. Because 
they can simply call their own, you know, games in the future if they learn enough in the area in the fields. So I think as a parent, if your kids are really interested in games, maybe don't be frustrated in the beginning. There are a lot of interesting games out there that they can learn, but at the same time, maybe open their mind into creating that game、um, on their own, right? So that's one thing. I think your dad really did a good job turning your passion with Minecraft into, you know, like this passion for coding, so you can create your own games. And another thing I think, which is a great fact out there, is just like you said, Ricky, there are a lot of products out there on the internet. That are really, really、um, fun and interesting for kids to learn technology, to learn how to code. You know, it's not just purely theor- theoretical or you know, like based on like learning knowledge, but they it's very interactive, hands on, and they can, you know, gauge your interest through some gaming, and then you actually learn the knowledge how to code in the process as well. So、uh, in this series, we're actually featuring another girl who、um, invented her own board game that teaches kids how to code. So there are many different ways for you know for、um, parents to teach kids how to code, and it's just about the resources they have to access to, right? And the last thing I think your dad did great is also support you and also encourage you to be a little young teacher at this age because I think the best way to learn is through teaching because you have to teach you have to learn so much and you have to learn it in the way like you understand it so well deeply enough that you can transfer your knowledge to another person right. So I think the best way to learn is to teach. So if there's any opportunity for parents out there who can allow the kids to go out and then just present themselves and share the knowledge with another kid, I think this is the best way to for them to learn, and they will have the motivation too, right? So I'm sure you have a lot of motivation behind why you have to learn better how to code so that you can teach your students, right, how to code as well. So definitely, thank you so much, Ricky, for your time, and I really appreciate. Yeah,、um, Robbie actually recommend you to our platform, and I'm so happy to introduce your story to everybody, and I will keep you updated. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators podcast at PeachandPlumLab.com.